0: And welcome to Conversations Over the Brew. I'm Amina Atik from Heart of Glass and we are an art organisation based in St. Helens, Merseyside. And broadly speaking, we support artists and communities to go on creative journeys together and make art. Conversations Over the Brew is a series of intimate recorded conversations exploring the stories of the people we make art with. This podcast is about the power of listening and conversation and how making art can bring us together and create change. In this episode, we hear from Kerry Morrison and Grace Collins, Kerry is a social environmental artist and one of the founding members of in an embedded arts organisation in Pendle, Lancashire. Heart of Glass and in recently co-produced the faculty, an alternative learning space for practitioners working at the intersection of arts and social transformation. Grace is an artist and writer who researches how people work together and they are a writer in residence for Heart of Glass. Grace and Kerry met on this year's faculty programme. Grace is a participant and Kerry as a facilitator and during this conversation the pair reflect on the faculty and what it meant to them.
1: I guess we met at the beginning of the faculty. I met Kerry over Zoom, um, so the Faculty North Programme, which I applied for, and Kerry was there every two weeks. Um, So I guess I joined as as an artist who wanted to join in a group about socially engaged art and learn more about it. and Kerry was the teacher or the facilitator. How would you describe your role, Kerry? Or how would you describe like what the faculty was? Because I find it really hard to describe. <laughs> well, yeah. So
2: kind of a, a, a facilitator because what we want within the faculty is is um it's kind of peer learning really without anybody leading although this faculty was somewhat different because uh, th- this was the second faculty that heart of glass along with in situ have run um the first one was people in a room whereas this one was all on zoom um which made it quite quite a different faculty and we had to structure it differently as well Um, and we had more people so we had 30 people so the first time I met you Grace I probably didn't really meet you because you were a tiny little face amongst a lot of other boxes of faces on the screen and to be fair it took me ages to figure out who was who so even though I was seeing the same people every two weeks it was really difficult to kind of connect with anybody um, other than the, the faces, because there was none of that uh, kind of like, in, you know, sort of more personal interaction. So yeah, I guess what I was doing was one of the facilitators introducing the speakers um, and and kind of holding the space along with Chrissy Tiller, um, and then hopefully creating a space where people could ask questions. Just thinking back, because we, we had kind of a, a, a false start with it as well, because uh, it was supposed to start in January, uh, of this year January 2021 um, and of course we all went back into lockdown so I think you know it, it, we did, we had to sort of shift it and change it because m- much of the staff team within um, Heart of Glass went on furlough again which meant that we didn't have the resources or the capacity to run it and we did three sessions uh, which were a lot more informal those first three sessions over the first three months were a lot more informal uh, and a kind of space for people to get to know one another a little bit um and there was a couple of tasks that were in that I don't don't know did you do any of the tasks did you make a
1: hat or a cocktail I didn't make a hat but I loved the hat that you made I remember that very well (laughs) yeah there was a few a few things you know the amazing twig crown (laughs) it was a twig
0: crown (laughs) (laughs)
1: To be fair, that was the first thing
2: I kind of made during lockdown. I mean, lockdown really locked me down creatively. So for me, those tasks that we did at the beginning were really helpful for me, um, which wasn't actually necessarily the the point. The idea was, you know, for them to be helpful for that you know participants within the faculty um and they weren't they weren't compulsory either i mean people could could either do it or not because everyone was uh, you know we were all in lockdown again um but yeah i made something out of uh, a material they use when they're restoring peat landscapes and it's kind of like a really stiff weave and i just went out and shoved a load of twigs in it but yeah so i mean how how did you you know how it, because it was all online because it was a very different. Uh, well, I guess we all kind of got used to being online, but how, how did you find that sort of format of having um, an online faculty? Um,
1: I suppose I didn't know any different as none of us have known any different for however long that I think, I guess chatting to some of the other faculty members, we would really try in our darndest to speak outside of those sessions as well and get to know each other. Socially, because I think socially engaged art, it makes sense that we'd also want to be friends and work together. But maybe did find that really difficult. I think something that's been tricky over, yeah, however long, is really wanting to be social and also being really, really burnt out by it. So I think having those sessions as like a core thing to think through and just be present and maybe turn my camera off, And like, it felt very much like I was taking a lot of information in. I was looking at my notebook this morning, of all the speakers and everything that they said and being like, I'm not sure I was taking this in at the time, but it was really good. Well, it's like really good, strong information to have now. So I think returning to it and returning to those conversations with some of the faculty members. But I chatted to some of the last faculty because I didn't realise it only happened once before and happened so differently but i had a chat with um michelle wren and garth great from the last faculty who were comparing that experience and it was really wild to hear about um yeah how the online had affected us and also yeah a shame that i suppose we did meet in real life after the faculty had ended but it changed the dynamic of the group so much and i think that is there was yeah a hope there that we would get to know each other more work together um start meeting up outsider sessions which i, I suppose that last meeting at in situ really made for because i think socially engaged stuff is really difficult to do online and i think a lot of socially engaged artists have had a crisis of confidence of i've worked in my practice for so long and now I have to adapt a lot of those methods do you feel like especially as you knew the first faculty as well and how different that was. Do you feel, I don't know, I imagine it was just really challenging for you? Yeah, I mean, totally challenging. I
2: mean, it was, it was, it was really, really challenging. Um, and not my favouritest, I know there's no such word as that, but it wasn't my favourite of experiences because it felt quite, uh, it, felt, it felt didactic, you know, it felt like we were teachers and I think in the in the faculty where we were all together, um, it was a lot more fluid. There was a, you know, we, we could shift directions a bit. We could be responsive to each other's ideas. Um, and although there was like, definitely elements of teaching in the first faculty, um by the last one and it, you know, it ran over four weekends it was all handed over to the cohort to organize that final one um so yeah this one felt like you know who it was that question like who who will the speakers be what will the themes be and then the speakers presenting you know you know that their, their practice or, or doing a presentation and what i also feel is that um w- I don't necessarily believe that all social practitioners are academic or academic-minded. And I do feel that the faculty was quite academic. Um, there seemed to be a lot of reading matter um, and a lot of stuff to take in. It was quite dense, I think, in, in that respect, in information coming at you. Um, and far less time to play and to experiment. and Those are the things that we did in the first one that we didn't know how to do in the second one. Um, And and I think, you know, it's great to hear that you kind of connected with people during that faculty period, um, you know, that you got in touch with people. Because the other thing about doing something on Zoom is when you switch that computer off or when that Zoom ends, you're back alone in your space that you're confined to because of the lockdown and you don't really know what else is going on. So we had no idea that you were connecting with other people. Uh, and so that's really, really lovely to hear that some of that was actually happening and. Um, and, you, and you're right as well about that final session when, when a number of us came together. It wasn't all of us, it was a small number of us. Um, and just had that time to sort of chill out. We were just basically hanging out. I mean, Chrissy and I had put a programme together. I know Chrissy couldn't join us in the end, but we kind of put this programme together. Um, and it, we, we didn't go with it because what became apparent was that what we all really needed or, or it felt like we were craving was just a space to hang out together and just to sort of you know just chat about stuff um uh so that you know that that was that was and also i couldn't speak could i i had no voice <laughs> i lost my voice completely on that live session <laughs> when we we're all together um but yeah i mean I, I mean from from that because i know it was such a dense program um because I think we had four speakers every session and then a, a QA. and um I mean are there any speakers that kind of stood out to you are there any presentations that you kind of felt ah, oh, you know that resonates that's something I can really you know pick up on and move forward
1: with oh you're putting me on the spot there <laughs> Kerry <laughs> <laughs> um I think there was there was just a a a, a cheats way out there was stuff to be taken from all of them Um, but I think for me um I'd when I started the faculty I was like I'd just moved away from London I like didn't know quite where to quite where to be I didn't know how to place myself and feeling like that was so important for my practice so I think seeing different where people had come from like I love like googling all of these places and like learning about um there's definitely one speaker from Preston where I'm like just moved to now knowing nothing about it and getting really excited about that seeing kind of how like Lancashire and um kind of the Liverpool city region can interact and um, the northeast and having these kind of different places was like oh, there is stuff going on and I knew there was stuff going on but now I know how to google it properly um, and then I think and it also some of the stuff that I just I'm a I love stuff that I really disagree with. So also hearing speakers that said stuff that I was like, no, I don't agree with that at all. Um, and getting really like excited about that because I think also socially engaged art you know we can be we can be a bit cuddly we can be a bit friendly we can be you know all like together as a community which is great but also like I, I think I said very early on in one of the sessions that I love a good argument so I think one of the first me and a couple of other people met up Very socially distanced in a park to have a chat, and we we did spend like three hours just like moaning about the state of the arts and everything, and getting that out there, which I think is the stuff that yeah gets missed out of that as much as anything. Like having a really good (laughs) moan, which is also really important. Thinking of new ideas, I suppose. But yeah, I think also yeah the chance to ask those speakers questions. And I think the way it's interesting that you say about like it being kind of feeling sometimes didactic or like it was like there was, um, I mean, Zoom makes that happen, right? You've got a speaker and you've got a listener. You can't kind of talk over one another. So thinking about those hierarchies within art as well felt really like, like it ran through in an undercurrent of who are we listening to, who are we, who's speaking, who's asking questions, especially with a cohort of 30 people because that is so many <laughs> to like hold in a space together. But I think from what I've heard about the first faculty as well, them being kind of rooted in these, like, because um, it was each of the CPP projects, right? Like So the creative people and pre- places kind of as funded by Arts Council and selected in that way. So then thinking of this like scattering that happened in the online felt quite different as opposed to us like maybe visiting, sitting down, getting to know the trees and the landscape of somewhere. I guess I was going to say because I I knew a bit about Chrissy's practice before starting and reading um, some of her stuff through work that I'd done before and learning about in situ and kind of setting stuff up and I guess a question that I've just been dying to ask you about kind of um, self-organising in the arts and some of this stuff around how do we organise stuff that happens together and whether to you that feels possible to happen in the online space in the same way. It feels really, really difficult, but I guess with your like history of kind of self-organizing and pulling artists together, how possible you feel that is or how we navigate that?
2: Do you know, really difficult, really, really difficult. I mean, I think that self-initiating stuff and pulling together um, for me has always been kind of like um, a happen by chance thing you meet somebody you have a conversation and they may be an artist or they might not be an artist and ideas get sparking and then you go away and you ruminate and then you come back and then you know meet that person again and take those ideas a bit further I think online that's really difficult because we we don't have those happen by chance meetings in the same way you know I mean yeah i i think it's really really difficult to do that and it's really difficult to um i don't know there's something about when you meet some somebody in in person there's like a chemistry that 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 happens um and you can kind of connect and feel oh i can work with this person there's something here that's 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 you know i feel we're going to get on really well and and i don't think you get that online um and actually there was a. Um, I met Callum, who was supporting with all the technical stuff on the faculty. Callum works in situ. And I met him for the first time in person. When I met you, Grace, for the first time in person, which was when we had that little gathering in situ. And the thing I noticed about Callum that really struck me was his eyes and his eyes were sparkling. And you know, I'm looking at you guys now and I don't see sparkle in your eyes because you're on a screen. And that was such a big thing to go, Oh my God, you've got sparkly eyes. And and then you realise how much you take from somebody's eyes. You know, like, like that that connection. And we're never, I don't think, going to get that on Zoom. We can get intellectual conversations, we can get banter, we can get the exchanging of pictures, but we can't get those kind of really human connections. Um it's like looking at pictures of trees in a book is so different from being stood next to a tree. Um the the difference is immense. And so I think it's that same thing and I think it's really, really difficult to organize and initiate. But I also think going back to your question and the hierarchies and and, and all of that, um in situ which runs as a or we we strive to run as a non hierarchical organization. Um, uh, it we were aware, I think we were aware that it does become quite hierarchical on, on a Zoom platform or you know, a platform like this. Um, but I, th- you know, I do think there's a lot to be said for people coming together and trying to kind of butt those hierarchical systems that are in place um, and actually initiating stuff ourselves and bypassing the structures and the systems that are in place and figuring, and, and what was so great, when you talked about the guy from Preston, Chris, that was really inspiring how he just kind of worked on that one estate um, and just sort of said you know you know sod sod the art world I'm you know I don't give a toss about that I'm going to be here on the estate where I live and I'm going to work here and he's done some amazing stuff and it was so refreshing to hear that because what he was talking about was coming from his heart more so than his head I mean a lot of it was coming from his head as well but he was kind of following like his passions and his beliefs Um, and another talk that struck me was one By Paul Hartley, when all of the speakers were asked to to, to sort of offer up something that had inspired, and and everybody except for Paul offered a text. This text has inspired me, and this text has influenced me. And Paul, this is me being really bad with names, Paul said, Ah, you know, um, I'm I'm not much of a reader, but but my inspiration was Bob. Um, And then he spoke about this bloke who'd inspired him, and it was like, wow that's great, that's that's social practice, that's when you kind of, you know, it's not coming from a book, it can't come from a book, it can only come from being out with people um, and, you know, arting with people or just being and, again, that kind of hanging out with folk and understanding where you're at and the place that you're in and the people that you're with and all of those dynamics. So, I mean, it would be amazing if we could kind of... Um, you know, with what what was kind of sort of laid down with this faculty, if there's a way that we can kind of pick up and take that forward out into the you know the the lived world, the you know the experiential world, um, and and meet again, and you know just just have that chance to sort of imagine together and plot together um and come up with
1: stuff um with one another that i mean that would be amazing and to do stuff together as well i think i feel like we that plotting and that exciting like thinking through and then being like i think on the yeah on that day when some of us managed to meet up someone's like should we go should we just go for a walk and then everyone being like yeah we can like support that and push that forward and I think um or I talk a lot and ramble a lot about what if we just all looked at each other what if we stopped kind of looking up to the thing to the where the money is or where it feels like the money might be and actually kind of turned and looked to each other and I think that's a really tricky thing to do within artist development especially just because of the name of it or thinking about um yeah progressing our practice learning growing and how we do that in a way that isn't looking up towards a teaching but actually learning a lot from each other and descent being a huge part of that and going actually we are going to do it like this or actually and I think some people saying to me that I didn't come to one of the sessions because I think maybe there was one around thinking around artist self-care and one of the artists told me that they didn't they didn't attend because <laughs> they needed time off. And I was like, that's great. That's the point. Yeah. That's also really good for you. And how do we put those things in practice while we're also trying to be together on Zoom? Um, is tricky. But I feel like maybe we're growing to we're going to learn like to take that time out or to argue with each other in the chat or to go ahead and send that email and not be so nervous about it um which definitely feels like a positive towards organizing together more so because I'm not sure that the internet is going anywhere
2: no I mean it is it's interesting I you know somebody said to me recently I'm about to run a um, a radio station um with uh Lemke who's a sound artist and we're doing it without funding we just decided sod it we're going to do this we want to do it something that's going to be running through cop and we want to interview different people so when i've been speaking to people saying would you be happy to sort of say something on this radio and they go yes I, I then have to add these caveats saying well you know we're doing this without funding so we can't offer you anything is that okay and one of the artists said to me well what 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 would the funding make different? Uh, She said, "You're just doing it, and that's great." You know, I mean, I know we all need money; we need money to live. But, like you just said, sometimes instead of chasing the money, we we can just do things. Um, Yeah, but then we don't have any money. But you know, (laughs) we don't have to stop doing things just because something isn't funded. Um, Because if we haven't got that. We, if we haven't got that funding then presumably we wouldn't have any money anyway during those however many weeks or we would still be doing our bar job or whatever it might be so we don't have to stop being you know proactive and creating just because we haven't got funding to do it
1: then on the other hand I think that was a beautiful thing about the faculty that hasn't been the case with a lot of other artist development stuff that I've been involved with I've kind of been taken part in little bits over the past couple of years to see how they work how artists work together how arts organizations kind of develop artists and artists develop themselves but the faculty did offer to pay all the artists to be involved so um that led to a discussion with some of the other faculty members about how you can almost make a not make a career but you can kind of do these different artist development things in the current climate that we're in and especially with like the emergency funding and things given to arts organizations and to artists of actually it did kind of pay people to be there and be in those sessions at a time when there wasn't loads of kind of commissions and people's jobs had fallen through and stuff and how important that is to freelance artists because how we're not part of maybe a workforce that is trait is you know we don't get training we don't get those kind of certificates of accreditation that maybe other jobs get so to see arts organizations investing in our progression as freelance artists and not really expecting anything in return I think was also really important just to be like oh no like it is it's it should be part of our job as artists to like also take time to develop learn connect together reflect and not try and make an artwork at the end of it, but actually just chat about it and let that feed into things quite naturally.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. Check out the show notes for more information about this project. We'll be back again soon with another conversation over the brew.